Welcome to the new automation mindset where AI automation and integration come together. Successful automation is so much more than technology, it's a mindset. On this podcast, we're here to learn about this mindset from innovative leaders who actually practice it every single day. From Fortune 500 companies to the boldest startups, these leaders have reduced cost, crafted experience, and fueled growth with automation. They have transformed their companies and their careers. I'm your host, Marcus Zern, and as Chief Strategy Officer and part of the founding executive team at Workado, it is my mission to find these top innovators in AI, automation, and integration and share their journeys with all of you. You may notice that this show matches the title of the Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling book, The New Automation Mindset by our Workado CEO, Vijay Tella. You'll hear references to the key ideas of this book, the growth, process, and scale mindsets throughout the show. If you'd like to explore them further, be sure to check out the book in hard copy or on Kindle. On uh, today's episode, I'm joined by Sri Devi Pasurmarti, and, and Sri Devi is the head of uh, business technology at uh, Gusto, which is number one rated HR platform, uh, payroll benefits, and, and and so on. But you know what? I mean, I'm I'm actually really excited about this uh, episode because I've gotten to know uh, Sri Devi a long time back. Actually, one of our early customers at uh, at Slack, right? And I think it was uh, Sri Devi. I think what. 2016, something like that. I think That's it's right. when we when we started. And then um, the really cool story is that since then, I don't think you've had a, a, a job where you have not used Workado. I think every single time. Uh, so Slack, then uh, going, you became uh, head of IT there at, at Arlo. You used Workado. At Checker, you used Workado. And now at Gusto, you're using uh, Workado again. So... Um, it, it, it's so awesome. It makes me makes me so happy to have you on uh, on on the podcast here today, and 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 just uh, talk about your experience and 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 automation and and so on. What you've seen. Um, maybe let's start off just uh, very high level. If you think about automation, what comes to your mind? I mean, I guess the question is a little bit around philosophy. Like, what what's your philosophy? around uh, uh, automating, about bringing business uh, uh, systems together? Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for having me on the call. Uh, so I take the, what do you call, uh, the winner spot for being a full-time Workato customer, is it? I think you're very high up there. I, I I think there might be someone else also with the same number, uh, four, I think it is, but you are definitely in the winner circle. Uh, most certainly. Good. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you for having me. As I said, you know, um, as someone who's so deeply involved in the business technology and automations, to me, I think about automation as a multifaceted approach, right? It encompasses so many things. One, it brings efficiencies, like for example, um, streamlining processes, repeating manual, uh, manual uh, repetitive tasks, enabling teams to work on better things uh, and providing for those kind of efficiencies. Second thing is by doing automations, I think will enable um, free up resources 
uh, and time and this allows for more innovation the th- third thing i think about is automation is the only way to effectively scale like as the companies grow in my experience uh, especially uh, when you're growing at a compounded rate the only way you can scale the company is through automations it's very hard to the scale with humans versus the rate at which you can scale with automation the efficiencies increase at multiple folds so efficiencies innovation scaling optimizing processes all these are basic um, what do you call uh, basic elements when i think about automation and automation strategy no this is uh, this is great now if i remember correctly i mean you your your background is is very much in business applications right business systems i i i remember i think when at arlo you were kind of looking at consolidating almost modernizing the system architecture it's slack obviously you were building it like really quickly from scratch um how does something like workado an automation platform or you might call it integration platform or you know i don't know how you would would call it but you know how's the um interaction between because i think both is necessary for to automate the business, right? You need your business systems, your portfolio of business systems, and then I think you need something like like a workado, an automation platform, to tie it together. Like, how how, how do you think uh, uh, about this in, uh, um, you know, in conjunction? We went through a phase where you know everything is in cloud. Like we've also gotten to a place of having systems that are really good at doing certain specific things. Prior to that, we would have one monolith of, like, say, the oracles or things like that. But now you have specialization in procurement, you have specialization in onboarding, you have specialization in marketing, you have specialization across the board. So you have an opportunity to pick the niche. You're not just tied to a vendor or you're just not tied to a, you know, a specific software. When you have this ecosystem of having amazing tools that can fix your business technologies, the best way you can integrate is through a platform and whether it and you need an integration platform where it feels seamless to the end customers whether it is true end customers or like my internal business partners like you would want to know what your customer journey on uh, say um, on your website translate that very well into your like your customer journeys in market or or wherever it is right so to enable this seamless flow of information or action or interaction you need a platform and that's where i think platforms like workado and others play a big role if this does not exist then you're basically writing like code or like making it complex but now um not only do the teams offer like standard companies offer APIs that you can integrate with but strong platforms also allow you to create your own endpoints like for example you create your own customer endpoint this customer endpoint could be called by like 10 other applications so you're almost making it like a very API level API kind of uh, 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 enterprise versus um, you know writing one specific Uh, integration to connect to one system so it brings that level of modularity and also it also brings up a certain level of security and scalability right like if it's one create customer one customer status whatever it is your order status like you have nice ways in which you can modularize this so all these are possible when you have a strong integration platform hmm. 
the I, I heard um, Gartner had that uh, expression. They, they 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 talked about a composition platform. You know, I, you know, we we're using all these kind of verbs, right? Integrate, automate. You know, they they uh, uh, you know some people say orchestrate. Uh, Gartner yeah. came up with this new thing. They said like, oh, I, I, what's needed is a composition platform that that, that weaves together. Uh, these business systems, uh, you know, the end-to-end processes that go across exactly. these these uh, these uh, these business systems. Does that does that feel does that feel right? Absolutely, orchestrated yeah. across different business systems. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, your title now is the head of business technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably beginning of your career, I, I imagine it wasn't that. It was like a CIO or IT. Uh, or something like that. Um, I think that's also interesting, right? I, th- I, I don't know what that means to you. I, I just wanted to highlight that because we've seen here at Workado that movement to business technology, uh, like really strong in Silicon Valley. I think it is not everywhere just yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd be really curious for you to maybe explain to to people listening here to the podcast what what that means to you and what do you think the change is? To me, the role, the way I see an evolution of a CIO is it, it, it was considered like a very back-end systems, almost, you know, your financial systems and everything towards a very afterthought kind of a, a approach. But today, you partner with all of your stakeholders. You're at the table. If you're going with a new go-to-market uh, product, you are there when you're creating a new channel for your customers to talk through. You are there when you're going with an m you're going through an acquisition. Every single place, what moves data, what moves the customer experience is through business technologies. In my current role, I report into the um, uh, CTO and we also I also empowered engineering, design, data, and uh, um, data and uh, product, which is a true indicator of a product-led business systems. It's uh, when we think about building, say, a health journey for a customer, we're not thinking about it like building it a business technology. We're actually envisioning how this customer is going to behave in our app. What does this mean to understand a customer interactions? How do we capture in the app as well as in the business to enable whether, um, you know, customer feedback or things like that. So such deep integration with the product, such deep integration with the business and becoming like an enablers to whether, as I said, uh, to go to a new market is has, has dramatically changed um, prior to this. You know, when I think about automation, when I started, it used to be like the EDIs and, and uh, you know, writing those interfaces like, now, when talk about integrations, it's such a different one. It's almost like if Marcus come to Guster.com, what do you know about Marcus and how can you help me convert Marcus into a customer? So everything that powers that is business technology to some extent and the tight integration with the product and the business. It almost feels a little bit like a product manager's mindset. You're almost like Absolutely. having... Like like you're acting more of a product manager, thinking about okay, what do these business systems do? What are the operational flows? And then really optimizing for the experience for the customer, and and, and optimizing for efficiency. I guess at the 100%. at the back end. Hundred yeah. okay. percent. I always say that we are so lucky that we get to work with so many departments 
finance, HR, mm -hmm. sales, marketing, success, support, product, right? It almost feels like you can see the data flowing through. You feel like you're the in the hub of everything happening. And it's on us as business technology to bring those insights, to bring where we see patterns and just even, even you know, even recommend, as you said, as a product mindset, what can we do? We're seeing patterns. And so a very, very proactive approach versus, uh, you know, a back-end kind of, uh, that, that's an evolution I've seen in my last six to eight years as well. Significant, mm -hmm. significant evolution of what the role is and what's expected of the role. Do you feel like you know a lot more about the business now as a, as a head of business technology than, you know, back in the day when you were the IT director or something? Obviously. Probably, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like yeah. when you do this, yeah. now you actually talk about, am I making an impact to a gross margin? Like, for example, there's an expectation that if you do AI, that directly will impact gross margin. So your mindset is almost like a GM where you're thinking about what you do for your com what you do through your IT and business systems and how do you impact either the top line or reduce the bottom line. So both ways. Reduce the okay. bottom line no. or increase the top line. <laughs> okay. No, very cool. Look, you um, you said the word. I was about to get there with uh, with AI, right? That's obviously, mm -hmm. you know, it's 2023 and somehow exactly. the world woke up and now we're all AI. My my 15-year-old son is uh, all about uh, ChatGPT and uh, obviously at Workado, we, we deal a lot about it. What um, I'm just curious how you think about it and, and maybe also how you feel it might uh, interact with automation is do you see a connection there? Do you feel like, you know, there's, you know, AI and automation together could be a, could be an interesting combo. It would be in a magical combo. That's how I think mm -hmm. about it at the moment, you know, just like every other company, everyone is trying to figure out what AI means for mm -hmm. their specific you know, whether it's a use case or the industry or the company that you're dealing with. For example, the we've, we've rolled out, um, we, we uh, do our own machine learning and we've been leveraging our machine learning to better understand why our customers reach out to us. And mm -hmm. now we've gotten exposed to, um, we, we've been working with a couple of startups where um, when we get a customer case, we actually run it through a model to see how much a model can predict. So it's amazing to see that it can predict, read our um, knowledge base. It reads uh, it reads um, our previous history and almost gives a draft to our agents so that they are starting from something that's already, uh, you know, they're starting from a place of um, not zero, but almost like 30, 40%, they've already known so much of whether it's about the customer or about the incident that the customers are facing. So rapid increase in productivity is what this, what, what we are seeing. While it will not be a replacement of a person, it's definitely an augmentation. That's how I see it. Initial phases will be, let's augment what the people do with better insights. That That's how the first step is. As we look to see and build, especially around security, understanding the um, how we do this ethically and responsibly, then we might see more and more of becoming a mainstream. But in the next at least a year or so, I all I see this as being a very great augmentive tool to the uh, task that we do. So um, we also just did a small pilot um, of uh, where we rolled out a, 
AI agent in our product, which means as soon as you log into the product, it's no, it's Sri Devi. And it's like, Sri Devi, do you want me to run your payroll? And then you can make it do tasks versus you doing tasks. So it's a small pilot that we've kicked off. But these are the things, right? It can never, ever completely replace human, but it can make you more effective, more, um, what do you call, taking out the repetitive task or telling you what to do next versus um, w- w- making you better. So that's how I see um, AI. And where automation layers in is, you know, if I take about just a simple case of RPA, it was like, you know, data in, data out, that's it. Now you layer on top of it AI. Now you have data plus understanding of what that, um, what that um, you know, uh, RPA we did to bring out a meaningful uh, outcome versus just giving a data dump or things like that. So multiple facets where you apply AI automation, um, uh, it, it's, it's an exciting phase to be. But also, I think we need to, um, as I said, th- this work that needs to be done. So augmentation yeah. first and full automation later. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I like the, um, the, the the example you gave with uh, with the customer experience, right? Uh, I mean, just me as a customer myself. I mean, the, the worst is when I call up a support line and they don't know anything about me and I have to start from scratch explaining the situation that's really frustrating you know if 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 the if the vendor can start off and you know at least they know already what happened and so on and that data is there i mean that's such a better experience uh i don't know if you remember um back at slack in the days i think there were some initial uh, thoughts i don't i didn't use any gen ai or something but uh, i i remember some automations we did where uh upsell campaigns were actually created from data in the data warehouse about specific users and then workado was the automation that then uploaded those specific identified customers to the marketing automation tool for example uh, i think that was uh i think there's a lot more we can do uh about that um, so, so, so tell me, I mean, look, uh, obviously we have you here, you have this amazing, uh, experience with Workado and automation. Uh, we don't want to stay just high level. Uh, we're actually, I'm, I, I'm really curious to hear a little bit like the war stories, like what's, uh, if you think back of like Slack, uh, Arlo, Checker and now Gusto, like what any, do you have any top automations, any, any top three list? that's in your mind, like what you accomplished? So I'm seriously fortunate to have worked at such amazing companies, right? Each of them had such unique uh, products, fortunate to work with the B2B, B2C, um, hardware, uh, pure software, um, almost like a innovative, right? Like uh, Slack was a new incumbent. We like we did not have Slack like before. So very fortunate to have worked in all these amazing companies. So at Slack, what was amazing is Slack was growing and that's when we met Workato. For us, our goal was how do we use Workato to do approvals on Slack so that teams don't ever have to go to their app, other applications. So we did a lot of uh, PTO approvals. We did PO approvals. We did marketing automation. So a lot of um, lot of opportunities to leverage Slack as a platform. Workato acted as an accelerator in enabling us to use um, automations on Slack. So that was an amazing experience. 
at Arlo, we built um, an e-commerce platform, which was amazing. We Arlo always sold through resellers such as Costco and, you know, the big box resellers. And uh, this was our own um, direct-to-consumer platform. So when you do something, when you're introducing a new channel such as direct-to-consumer, it's huge. So the entire e-commerce automation was built on um, a Workato uh, platform, which included like fraud validation, payment gateways, supply chain in- integrations, customer support integrations. We also provided for a very personalized customer experience, which included integrations into our product. As you said, Marcus, if you log into Arlo.com and if you go to Arlo.com at shop.arlo.com, we know it's you. We give member discounts because it's you. So all of that was possible because of this amazing in- uh, integrations that we've done. So that was at, uh, that was at uh, Arlo's. That sounds like a pretty big project, right? I mean, it sounds like it almost like a, a, like mission critical. It sounds like, I mean, obviously this orders coming in through that website and, and probably a lot of, uh, a lot of work to get it right, huh? It is. It was an eight month uh, project for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. the end, now shop.arla.com contributes almost to 10% of revenue, which is amazing. New channel you build and um, seamless integrations, right? So Definitely, it's a complex project, especially when you're going through setting up your own store. It definitely is a complex project. And with Checker, what uh, what was amazing is our um, IT engineers, our goal was day one productivity. That was what we called uh, Checker. Completely onboarding automations for anyone coming into Checker. So we were going through a rapid pace of hire where, you know, every time someone came in, you had to go what does say for example you join what does what group is marcus in what are the systems he needs to do so we were all doing that manually but we worked with our business teams we worked with our hr teams and our goal was if someone joins us we want to make sure the department they belong to that they give 100% access to all the systems they need to be productive on day 1 uh, which includes provisioning which includes understanding their role location everything so the entire um, automation of onboarding was done on uh, uh, workato as well which was amazing it it wasn't just you know when you think about automation while automation is a vehicle like workato is a vehicle a lot of uh, a lot of it starts from process and mapping out what it means to the business so Platforms like this also allow us to streamline a process up front. Like um, when you see new business units, when you think about new ways to bring in, it it, it streamlines um, how we think about it. It streamlines how we want, how we need to act about it, and gives us a lot of insights on you know what it is. We did a MNA as part of Checker. We exactly knew what it takes to onboard someone. We exactly knew how many licenses do we need to onboard which department. We exactly knew what to procure and we exactly knew what not to procure. And we were able to do this entire uh, uh, like um, uh, employee migration within two, three days because we were, we've honed that art of onboarding automation very well. So across the board, as I mentioned, a lot of, lot of amazing automations through Workado. So, yeah. And if I remember Gusto, uh, at least back in the days, there was the, the uh, on at least on the technical side, one one interesting aspect was that you guys had a integration with your Kafka event queue. Yes. I think with Workado, right? Because I think right. that's the lifeblood where a lot of exactly. uh, customer events and so on come, mm-hmm. uh, and and that then feeds automations and processes in Workado. Correct. Hundred percent. As I mentioned, we. 
very deeply integrated with the product, right? For example, if somebody creates mm-hmm. a lead on the website, mm-hmm. automatically that lead coming into as a Kafka action, coming into Salesforce, routing it to the right agent so that the agent can directly speak to the customer within seconds. So all this orchestration needs to happen through uh, a platform and we we use it extensively to many, not just like this was one example, but also customer events um, uh, like upsell, auto, upsell, intent, um, we capture a lot of Kafka events and bring it into various business systems for business. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's really it's really interesting. So while you rattle off your use cases, and I'm pretty sure there's like many more, uh, but these are the big ones, right? Um, I don't know if you're familiar. We have this thing called the Workado Automation Index, where we actually highlight a little bit what customers do with Workado. It's uh, it's actually on the internet. Uh, if mm. you if, People, if the audience want to Google for it, it's just Google for Workado Automation Index. You'll you'll see it. Um, you know what strikes me is you know we we showcase all these examples in like marketing and in HR and in the finance organization and so on. And I mean you're you're spanning it all across your career. The last four 100%, 100%. jobs. I mean you've done it all. You've done the employee employee onboarding and HR at Checker. You've done the e-commerce order management system at Arlo. You've done a variety of things at Slack with the with the Slack bots, which I think that was really cool. I think for Amazing. both of us. I mean, it, yes. <laughs> it was very cool for Slack. It was very cool for Workado to, to build that out uh, because mm-hmm. that was before that, it was almost unknown in the integration exactly. space that you would mm-hmm. like easily bring in a human step in the integrations, right? I think that was very 100%. cool. But so, yeah, you're like the en- encyclopedia uh, <laughs> across your, your, your career. This is, uh, this is kind of, kind of really cool. So tell me a little bit. I mean, you know, examples. We learned about your philosophy and so on. Um, we obviously also want to make this useful for the, for the whole audience here. Uh, so I'm looking for maybe words of wisdom or advice. Like if you, so you've gone through this experience, if you would give one of your colleagues some advice, like what would you, is there something you'd say like, you know, they should really focus on maybe something they should maybe, you know, not to worry too much about. I'm curious what's, what's on your mind there for someone to, to kind of really drive an automation agenda in their company. So, you know, there's so many lessons learned, right? It's mm-hmm. very easy sitting here and say, talking about all these amazing things, but everyone was of a learning experience, which is, which is great. That's the experience you build. To me, I always tell when you're going through automation, right? Think about it, what it would be when it's times 10x. Anything you do, think about time 10x. If you are able to it doesn't have to be automation. Automation automatically comes in when you're thinking times 10x. So then you're building a process. Sometimes it's so easy to say it works for today. And then a few months later, you're back again. And then it's a re- redo and things like that. But from the start, if you always say, I have 10,000 customers, will it scale for 100,000 customers? I'm 100,000 customers, will it scale for a million customers? So the thought of how you approach a problem is the first step that I would recommend anyone who's going into this automation journey. Think big and start big and then slowly phase out uh, phase out how you approach a problem. It's You're not solving it for today. When you build automations, you're solving it for not just today, but to enable to solve for next 
year, two years, three years to come. So that growth mindset is super important. And that's when you start thinking about how do you modularize when you roll out? How do you bring these APIs when you roll out? So all of them are just thought processes that you should start thinking about, um, start thinking about. So for me, automation is what can you do 10 times, 10x thinking right now. So that mm. that would be my advice. Okay. I, I, I like that a lot. I, I actually feel like now with the AI, you know, we're, we're obviously like at the very beginning, right? All of Correct. us, we're all learning every day. Um, but somehow deep in me, I feel like with AI and inserted, injected in the right way, we might actually get more to more than 10x. Because if we if we do some kind of a smart classification or we, you know, what ChatGPT can now understand like a gong call and then yep. and then and then do follow-ups and so on. I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll do 20x, maybe we'll do a hundred X. Who who knows? But I yeah, 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 I think it's it's it, it's it's uh, it's it, it's actually fascinating. That's the you mindset, know, I, right? Always, always ten x, ten x, and twenty x. Mm -hmm. So when you think anything, mm -hmm. what is today and what is ten x, you completely think differently. Mm -hmm. I, I want to stay on this here for a second because you know I've you know we're we're running this podcast right, so I'm I'm doing like twenty six of these episodes, and and what my goal, my vision is, I want to extract from every one of them like one nugget one kind of insight um takeaway for people to 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 really reflect on and then maybe if we put these 26 together it'll it'll become a like a really uh, useful kind of list um when you said the 10x um it made me think because i think what's interesting is that you started i think with a business mindset you, i mean mm -hmm. you called it the growth mindset but very much you started talking about oh how can i add value like you started with a business mindset and uh and if i go back like 10 15 years uh you know definitely when you know when i used to be in the olden days at oracle and i met cios there that's not how they were thinking uh, mm -hmm. They were thinking, you know, how do I maintain my servers and how do mm -hmm. I keep the lights on in the data center and, you mm -hmm. know, all the more technical kind of infrastructure kind of stuff. And 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 it actually then brings me back uh, to your title mm -hmm. with the head of business technology. And, mm -hmm. and somehow I feel like I wish or maybe this is happening, but, you know, that movement to business technology, I think it is what's needed to kind of get to that growth mindset, to get closer to the business. And therefore, you have the growth mindset. And then and then maybe you get that 10x thinking and then it's it's the beginning of just amazing work that can happen. But without having that business technology kind of context maybe you maybe you don't get there i don't know 100%. what you think is that you feel 100%. like that as well yeah yeah for anything right like when i think about automation i always say business first and technology follows um mm -hmm. it is so important to understand the purpose right like wh what is the purpose what is the role what how are you bringing value to the organization how are you providing that service to your internal customers or external customers extremely being understanding the business models, everything is so important that 
it it pretty much is an integral part in how you develop your own roadmap to support that growth for example there's a three year growth you see where the company's going you see the product that they're going to be going after you see the customers that they will be interacting it could be direct customers it could be resell so you can envision how the company is going through the growth path and then the next thing is how are you going to support this through business technology it could be uh, you know international growth so everything starts with business that's the mindset how do you anchor business technology to the roadmap of your company so without that i mean as you said it's just keeping the lights on or cost effective that's that's like maintaining costs and things like that so that's that 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 yeah, is that's uh, not that's not what we want the, right i mean exactly. sometimes some people tell me like oh marcus like we talk about automation automation that's just you know doing whatever we do today just more efficient or with robots or but i don't think mm -hmm. that's the automation we're talking yeah. about here i mean it's innovation it's like also you know using technology to do certain business operations in a much better way uh you know when you when you're creating like a a, a, a new channel at Arlo to sell the product. That's not that definition of just doing the same Automation. thing, just more efficient, right? It's a it's a new thing. It's you're inventing exactly. something. You're building a new business in a way. I yeah. also think that automation is experience in many ways. Actually, you're creating experiences. Like if you have go to the chatbot, right? Like all these companies that you have chatbots on the website. Those are all automations, but they also building experiences with the customer whatever it is i all think i think at the end of the day through efficiencies or what we we create experiences it could be experience for efficiencies in your in your business partners or end customers uh, customer journey so enabling those experiences automation plays a huge huge part no totally i t i totally agree and i think that's often uh, lost Uh, this is automation isn't just for the back end to kind Correct. of do the the balance sheet faster or quicker. This is about enabling new, maybe digital or data-driven experiences where the customer mm -hmm. doesn't show up and have to explain themselves every single time because the, because the customer support rep already knows, right? Exactly. I think that's what we're talking about. You know, that one other thing, um, I just also have to say that that business technology mindset, it's... Uh, There's quite a bit of a responsibility for IT or a new role uh, because a lot of, especially with AI, I think coming now, I think a lot of business people on the operational side, they might not just understand what's actually even possible. And then, and then you have to almost explain to them. And, and obviously, if you know the business impact or the business value really well, I think you can much better kind of apply technology in the right sense and actually lead the business uh, in a way, which I think is very different from what it was 15 years ago, where you just were told to, as you said, keep the lights on. And, uh, yeah. you know, you, you reported to the CFO and it was just a cost center. Exactly. Actually, yeah. many places, they expect this of you. Like they expect what next, right? They hold you to innovation. They hold you to bringing operational efficiency. So that's the that's the level that I mean. I think that's the role. That's the new um, that's the new gen role, as you say, being familiar with what's going on in the industry, understanding trends, understanding how it's applicable to our 
uh, our company or the business units. And the other thing is also enabling teams to think through like that, right? It's one thing, you know, be thinking, but also bringing the teams along that growth mindset to look for opportunities, whether through innovation or through automation and being able to explain that. So it almost is like a job requirement, Marcus. It's not an optionality. It is expected of the role, actually. Well, I look, uh, first of all, thank you for being here today. I I was very excited to hear all the stories and I actually feel it even got more fun than I, than I expected just talking about like, you know, where the journey is of CIOs to become business uh, technology leaders and so on. And that's really what I would like to end with. Uh, I, 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 I really hope, I, I think it's about the 10x thinking, as you said. I think it's about having this growth mindset, which our new book, The New Automation Mindset, also talks mm-hmm. about, right? But I think I, w- I want to really almost challenge everyone listening here and say like, you know, do your research about this business technology movement from the CIO Mm -hmm. to the head of business technology and, and then think about what that means to your growth mindset and then think 10 X. And then I think, you know, use a platform like a, like a workado just to get to rapid results. And I think it's going to be just, you're going to have an impact on the company that just, you never thought you would. Absolutely. So, Thanks for thanks for joining us today, and uh, it was a very great pleasure. Thank you, Sridhar. Same here. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for having me on the call. I appreciate this. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's The New Automation Mindset, where AI automation and integration come together. If you want to learn more about the key topics we covered in the show, you can find them in the book, The New Automation Mindset by our Workado CEO, Vijay Tella. Also, leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of today's conversations. And don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss an episode. I'll see you next time. Thank you.